Welcome to Hope for Living with pastor, teacher, and certified mental health coach, Dr. Shannon Eaton. Listen to an encouraging message that is designed to help you build your faith, restore your joy, and renew your hope. What is up, family, and welcome to another episode of Hope for Living. Um, And it is Leadership Wednesday. Leadership Wednesday. So, we focus um, our attention today for this uh, session on growing as leaders, as as getting uh, better and sharper um, in our leadership. So whether we are beginning leaders, whether we are uh, in the weeds of leadership, whether we are uh, seasoned and mature leaders, uh, we pray that these things would be uh, helpful to you, that they would be encouraging to you, um, that they would challenge you um, in every area of your aspect of your your leadership. And so uh, for this week, uh, we're talking about uh, Abraham. Abraham is considered the the father of faith. He's considered uh, one of the, the, the people that, that the Bible holds up of, as an example of how God would move and work through a man who would listen to him uh, and walk uh, with him. So whether you're a man in leadership, woman in leadership, anybody, uh, we can learn from the principles of Abraham's life. Um, and how God worked in and through him and how God used him in a mighty and miraculous way. And so I want to lift, uh, I want to say I want to lift five, just five principles from the life of Abraham uh, today that I think would be helpful uh, to us as we embrace leadership. Now, watch this, uh, whether we're leading in our homes, whether we're leading in the church, whether we're leading in the marketplace, uh, any of the, these things or these principles, I think would be we could apply uh, uh, to our lives that would be helpful to us um, in growing and flourishing uh, in our leadership. And so Genesis chapter 12, verse one says this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, uh, get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house and to a land that I will show you. Um, so the first principle we want to lift right away. Uh, in leadership is this, is that to lead, there are sacrifices that we have to to make. And many times we don't realize um, as we are seeking to lead and be leaders uh, uh, in the kingdom of God or, or in the marketplace or wherever it is that we, we might lead in a business or whatever, there are sacrifices that come with leadership. And a lot of times people want uh, position and perceived power and authority. They want to know who's over them, who's under them, and all these things that at the end of the day, maybe from a practical standpoint, we need to understand. But more importantly, I think one of the first things that we have to identify um, as a quality of leadership is simply sacrifice, the willingness uh, to sacrifice. And so there are some areas uh, of sacrifice that are very important um, in our leadership that we can't miss. Number one, um, the Bible says that God asked Abraham to leave his country. In other words, he's asked to leave his safety zone. He's asked to leave what he's used to, uh, his surroundings, his environment, because what God wanted to do uh, in his life, what God wanted to do in the life of Abraham was going to require him, watch this, to get away from what he was used to, uh, to get away from the environment and the surroundings that he was used to. And here's the, the, the caveat to the call of Abraham. God says, go and leave your country 
and I want you to go to a place. And after you make the decision to leave and you start, then I'll show you where we're going. So the aspect of faith to hear the voice of God in leaving our environment and yet not know uh, where we're going yet. <laughs> um, there's a, an aspect of faith and trust in God and, and, and confidence in hearing his voice that it takes uh, to do something like that. So he's asked to leave his country. What else is he asked to leave? He's asked to leave his kindred or his, his family. And so he leaves his safety zone first and leaving, uh, uh, the country. But when asked to leave his kindred and his family, he has to leave his comfort zone. So we, we not only leave, uh, those things that make us feel the most safe, but in leadership, while says we're also, uh, leaving our comfort zone, we're leaving, those things that many times they make us feel. Uh, I, I would say that the comfort zone is what we're used to. Uh, sometimes the, the framework in which we're used to operating. And sometimes when God uh, calls us to higher levels of leadership, we're leaving our comfort zone. And, and so this is so important to understand because I think an outside principle to this is that many times the will of God is found just outside of our comfort zone. So God will stretch us. It, anybody who wants to be a leader, anybody who wants to be led um, by the spirit of God and also to be a leader in any aspect of life, you will at some point have to leave your comfort zone. So he asked him to leave his, his country. He asked Abraham to leave his kindred and then he asked him to leave his house. So in other words, he's leaving his safety zone. He has to leave his comfort zone. But, you know, he also has to leave his economic zone. Um, in other words, there's a, a an aspect to this that we're going to have to sacrifice sometimes financially. Um, we're going to have to, to, to seed financially many times more than we ever thought possible. Um, but in that, God shows his faithfulness. He shows his care for us. He shows his provision for us. Um, so what is God asking us to do? in all of this, in this sacrifice, in this leaving. Here's what he's asking us to do. He's asking us to leave the convenient. Many times, uh, people of God, friends, and anybody who might be listening, when you're a leader, convenience, we, can, we cannot worship convenience uh, because what is convenient is not always what is right. What is convenient is always not always what is best and what is going to grow us and stretch us as leaders. So uh, just like Abraham, we have to leave what we know. Sometimes we have to leave the convenient uh, sometimes. And that can be a challenge for our minds because most of us uh, feel confident and most confident in the things that we are. Watch this comfortable with and that are they work within the framework of our convenience leaders are asked to do things that are inconvenient many times leaders are asked uh, to do things sometimes that may interrupt their schedule as disciplined as we are uh, sometimes in our schedules as a leader uh, sometimes you have to go off the calendar a little bit now that shouldn't be the norm it shouldn't be the regular thing but be sure that if you want to step into uh, levels of leadership in your life you're going to have to leave the convenient. What else are you going to have to do as a leader? We're talking about uh, sacrifices being made. We have to let go of the things that, that we've always loved. There's some sacred cows that we have, um, some things that we're used to. I, I did. Um, sometimes the enemy, of, the enemy of growth 
in our life and leadership is simply I, I want to do it my way. And sometimes we have to let go of what we've always loved and the things that we've always cling to um, in order to stretch out in our leadership. Perhaps God gives you a thought or an idea or he stirs in your spirit something to do that you're not used to, that you're worried about how are people going to respond to this or whatever. And the reality is the trust comes when we're willing to take a step of faith and say, I'm going to let go of uh, sometimes the ways and the patterns that 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 I hold sometimes dear um, and sometimes they're getting in our, our ways. So leadership involves sacrifice. And so that next level of leadership for wherever you are right now, that next level of leadership is going to require new levels of sacrifice. It's simply put, um, every time you go up in leadership, you can expect uh Sometimes we're looking, people are looking for more accolades, they're looking for more recognition, they're looking for more uh, satisfaction. But one thing you can guarantee uh, when you go up in leadership is that there will be new levels of sacrifice uh, that God requires of you. Um, what's the second thing that we have to, to, to gather here from uh, leadership? Is this this is integrity must be learned. So uh, not only are there sacrifices that have to be made, but there's integrity that has to be learned. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 18, it says this. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this you've done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? So Abraham, you know, he's going into a new town and he, he basically I, I think sometimes the Bible you know, we read the Bible and we read about the heroes of faith in the Bible and we don't realize that they were human uh, just like you and I. And sometimes they did dumb stuff um, just like you and I. Um, no other way to put it. We don't always make the right decision. We don't always make perfect decisions. And so God in his faithfulness, sometimes he preserves us even through our own uh, ignorance and for lack of a better word, sometimes our own stupidity. Um, and so Abraham says to his wife, Sarah, he said, look, when we go into this country here, they're going to think you're pretty. They're going to think you are fine. So because they think that, I want you to tell them that you're my sister, because if you're my sister, then watch this. They'll, they'll treat me well because of you. But what ends up happening is, is that um, he goes in with this, this lie. <laughs> and so God begins to deal with uh, Pharaoh and everybody in that 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 area in that country, in a negative way because of Abraham's lack of faith and his 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 fear that he would be treated badly if people found out that Sarah was really his wife. But thanks be to God, watch this, that God looks out for him and he ends up having his wife restored to him and Pharaoh ends up being okay in the end, you know. But we learn through through this one that integrity will preserve you. Um, so it is a, a, a integrity is a life preserver. And, and, and I, I need to speak this now. And let's just talk to real talk that some of us and we haven't always gotten this right. We 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 tried many times we've tried and sometimes we just we messed up. And I'm not making excuses for it. We just haven't always gotten it, it right in our lives. But God in his faithfulness not only will preserve us, but he'll restore us. But here's the thing. Integrity lost, it, it, it's hard, not in the sight of God. Watch this. When we, when, we, when we maybe have a failure or something doesn't go the way it should, 
repentance towards God is is easy, meaning we change, we turn around, we confess, we admit where we messed up. But there's another aspect to this, and that is towards man, and that that man uh, sometimes they have a hard time ever seeing us the same way uh, when we stumble and when we mess up. So we want to guard those things. So if I would say anything like this, it, it, a principle of leadership is really as a leader, we must win the war on the inside first. In other words, we have to guard our hearts. Uh, Solomon writes in Proverbs, he says that uh, we're to guard our hearts because out of it are the issues of life. I believe a different translation says it like this. We, we have to protect our hearts because everything we do uh, flows from it. So we want to win on the inside. So we've we've listed one that leadership requires that sacrifice be made. We've we've said that integrity must be learned. But here's the third principle of leadership uh, that I want to give you here uh, today. Vision must be seen as a leader. We make sacrifices. We learn integrity, but we have to see. We have to see uh, what is it that God wants from me. What is my assignment? What is my calling? Uh, be it in life, in ministry, in business, in the marketplace. I got to have a vision. The vision that, and, and let me let me say this too, because when I talk about vision, I'm not so much talking about vision the way the world sees it. I'm speaking of revelation. So if you're taking notes, that simply means this. Here's the difference. People say, what's the difference? You're just talking semantics. No. Vision is is something man produces. But revelation is something man receives. A vision is something man produces, but revelation is something man receives. In other words, there is few things that can shake you when you have a a word or a vision from God about where he wants to take you and what he wants to do in your life. When you really have that, um, many times we want to we were willing to go through the warfare and the battles that we might face in our life in order to receive and walk in everything that God has for us. Look at Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. Here's what it says. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are now, where you are northward, southward, eastward, westward. Um, in other words, God says, he's saying to Abraham, what I want to do in your life, the first thing I need you to do, don't miss this people. First thing I need you to do is open your eyes. I need you to open your eyes. What was God saying? First, he's saying, lift up your eyes. And in saying, lifting up your eyes or lift up your eyes, here's what he was saying to him. God wants to show you things you've never seen before. And see, the problem uh, with, with a lot of our leadership sometimes, um, our personal leadership, is that we, we only want to see the things that we've always seen. So uh, think about it like this. When we pray... Um, we only hear the answers that we were looking for. In other words, we can only hear God when he's saying what we want him to say. We can only see God when he's showing us what we wanted to see. Uh, but true, uh, God-directed leadership is seeing those things that God truly wants to show us so that we can move to the place in our lives, in the marketplace, in our families, in the church where he actually desires uh, to take us. Second principle of this is the word now. God is always showing something. It's just a matter of whether we'll look. In other words, that whole lift up your eyes and to do it now, God is saying, oh, 
you, you're striving. Many times we're striving to see something. We're striving to hear him as a leader. And, and, and here's the truth of it all. What we're striving to see, many times it's already right in front of our face. All we have to do is ask God to open our hearts and to open our minds to what he's actually trying to show us so that we can obey the call of God and the assignment of God on our lives. Third principle of this is place. So we've talked about um, lifting up our eyes. We've talked about we want to lift up our eyes now because he's always talking to us. But also, um, look at this, the place where we are. He says, look from the place where you are. What's he saying? Most people think they have to be somewhere different for God to have a vision for them in their life. In other words, God will speak to me as soon as I find another church. God will speak to me as soon as I get away from this person. Or God will speak to me as soon as my financial status changes. Or God will speak to me as soon as I have a better job. Listen, God can speak to us right where we are. All we have to do um, is choose to listen. And so that's the third principle of leadership from the life of Abraham. Remember, we said one, as a leader, we have to make sacrifices. We've said two, integrity must be learned. We've said number three, that vision must be seen. Uh, but here, the fourth principle I think is very interesting. And this is where many people maybe walk away from leadership or attempted to give up. And that is that there's battles that must be fought. There are battles that must be fought. Look at Genesis 14, verse 14. Now when Abram heard that his brother had taken captive, been taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born on born in his own house and went into pursuit as far as Dan. And so he he hears that Lot <coughs> is in trouble. And he realizes it's not the time to rest, it's the time to fight. And many times we have to realize the difference in the seasons in our life. There are seasons where God calls us to rest and calls us to calm, and there are other seasons where we simply have to fight. Um, but there's also has to be an understanding that every fight is not your fight. Every fight is not your fight. I like to tell people, don't go to battle where there's nothing to be won. Don't go to battle where there's nothing to be won. But what do we fight for? One, we've got to fight for people. Genesis uh, 14, verse 16 says, so he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods as well as the women and the people. In other words, when we fight, we're fighting first and foremost for people. <coughs> Don't ever forget that our leadership, we want to add benefit and value to people um, and help them to get to the places of it God desires for them to go. But not only uh, are we fighting for people, we want to fight for values. It's not an ugly word, though it seems to be in our society today. We're fighting for people. We want to fight for values. Genesis 14, verses 21 to 23 says, Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap and that I will not take anything that's yours lest you should say that I made Abraham rich. So in other words, what, what Abraham was saying was, you want me to get so focused on material things that I forget the value of who's, what's truly important. Values will cause you, watch this, to, 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 to see the worth of people 
watch this, values will cause you to see the worth of people as more important than the worth of things. Uh, so don't miss that. And here's um, the fourth principle, or rather, I would say the fifth principle of leadership. So I'm going to give you six. I thought I was going to give you five. I'll give you six. The past has to be put in its place. This is so important. Many times the past can be our biggest hindrance uh, to uh, hearing God in the present so that he can take us into our future. Genesis 15, 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So here's, here's the point of all of this. When the past is more real to you than the present, you'll lose your future. <laughs> I'll say that again. When the past is more real to you than your present, you will lose your future. And God says this. He, he tells Abraham, Abram, look, I'm, I'm two things. I'm going to be two things to you. I'm so much more, but I want to highlight these. One, I'll be your shield, which means I'll protect you. Isn't it good to know that when you live for God, in your leadership, God will protect you. Um, many things will come against you. Many things will try to get you to give up, to get you to quit, uh, to get you to turn around. But God is your protector. And then he says, I'll be your great or exceedingly great reward. And that means that the Lord simply this. It means that the Lord in all instances, he'll take care of you. He'll provide for you. And that's good to know. I want to close with this, this last principle of leadership. And that is obedience must be exercised. So we've talked about the fact that we got to make sacrifices in leadership, that we've got to learn integrity, that we've got to see God's vision, that we have to fight battles, that the past must be put in its place. But lastly, we have to exercise obedience. Genesis sixteen twelve says he shall be <coughs> A wild man, his hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand will be against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. So, you know, God promised Abram that he'd have a son. And it was taking too long. And so he decided, in essence, I'm going to try to produce this promise on my own, and we get Ishmael. I'm going to spend a lot of time on that. I don't want to spend a tremendous amount of time on that. But here's what happens. Now, when we try to produce the promise of God on our own, hear this out. When we try to produce the promise of God on our own, what happens is God will still fulfill his promise. But now the promise must go to war with what's been produced. Here's the three points of this, the three things that we can take away from all of this. Number one. Failure to obey God equals chaos. Just that simple. It equals unnecessary battles. We have battles enough that we have to fight because of obedience. We don't want to fight more battles because of disobedience. Second thing, there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. <laughs> Got to know the difference. Some, everything that's good is not God. It might be all right for somebody else. But as leaders, we have to make sure that that good idea is indeed a God idea. And lastly, and we'll get ready to close and pray after this. God doesn't tell us everything, 
but what he does tell us we should do. I'll say that again. God doesn't tell us everything, but what he does tell us we should do. We pray that this has been a time of encouragement for you as a leader, a challenge as a leader. I pray that you've been strengthened today um, and encouraged by the content that we've shared. Uh, this has been Hope for Living Today. and We pray that your faith has been built, your hope has been renewed, and your joy has been restored. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these, your people. We ask that you would open their eyes to practical ways to apply the teaching of today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for Living Podcast with Dr. Shannon Eaton. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged to apply the truths of God's word to your everyday life. Until next time, keep the faith, hold on to joy, and live in hope.